0: Well hey friends, welcome back to the Right Set Up Leadership Podcast as we continue with episode 5 in our 12 part series of 12 axioms that will change your life. Today's axiom is an important one and honestly it's one that we gloss over. I have been guilty of glossing over this in the past and it's become something that's very important to me and today we're going to dig into the idea of who we are mattering more than what we do. Our culture being so fast paced and so driven wants us to focus so much on what we're doing and it's easy to find our identity in things that we do. And that's not who we are. Our identity as daughters and sons are way more important than our impact as leaders. And Alan's going to dive into this today. So I really hope you enjoy Axiom Five: who you are matters more than what you do. Welcome back to another episode of Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. We are in the middle of a series. We don't do these that often at Stay Forth, but I'm telling you guys, this stuff is crucial. This stuff is timely. Why do I know? Well, I hear it all week long and I get to say it all week long, get to speak into it, ask questions around these 12 topics of leadership. Now, an axiom is a kind of phrase that brings wisdom with it. We hope it can stick and have handles so you can carry it around with you. And these are the 12 topics that most come up with hungry leaders that we are coaching at Stay Forth. I spend most of my week On Zoom, I know, I wish I could be in person over tables and a great cup of coffee, but Zoom will have to do for now. I spend most of my week with hungry leaders who are trying to clarify, to take their next steps forward. Now, these can be business leaders, kingdom leaders of all kinds, online influencers, pastors, ministry leaders, nonprofit leaders. These are people who are changing the world just like you. And yet, just like you, they get stuck. They lack clarity from time to time. And we are able to find clarity to get them stuck out of the mud to get them moving toward their next right step. And they've got goals that are on their mind and heart, not just because it's January, but because that's who they are. And so if if that's who you are, it's almost like you're going to get some free coaching in this series. This Dozen Axioms series finds us kind of in the middle here. And I want to give us a little bit of a review before I head into week five, and axiom five. And we started with this idea of clarity up and overwhelm down. Imagine a pulley, imagine two sandbags, and as you fight to raise the clarity, the overwhelm goes down. And let me just say, I don't know a leader that isn't feeling a level of overwhelm right now. What we have led through in our families, in our friendships, in this polarized culture right now, in your company, in your nonprofit, your organization, your church, there has been a lot and that can be overwhelming, but we want you to fight for clarity. The second week we talked about moving from reactive to proactive. Now this paradigm shift is underneath everything we do at State Fork. This really isn't just about planning ahead. This is about you living your life, not getting lived by it. Having this active, Posture and this proactive posture that you are going to start a day with momentum. You're going to protect your priorities. You're going to do the things that are important, not just the things that are urgent and buzzing on your phone. And if you're a leader, there's one thing I know about you a lot of people want your time. You may feel like you're pulled all around each day, and then you step into home life and you feel pulled around and you feel like there's not enough of me to go around. We want to help you make the shift from reactive to proactive. Axiom three in week three, we talked about shedding the good to get to the best. Now, simply put, we believe that elimination could be the greatest tool in a leader's tool belt. Let me say that again. Elimination can be the greatest tool in a leader's tool belt. Here's the problem. Most of us don't pull it out very often. Scripture talks about pruning. We know that that's true when it comes to gardening. However, We don't apply that to our lives, and so we find our schedules incredibly full, trying to just stuff more in the bag, wondering why the bag seems to be breaking. Well, what's the bag? Maybe it's your mental health. Maybe it's your emotional sanity. Maybe you're resenting the people around you who always need things from you, and yet you're the one that hasn't said no. Why do we know these things so well? Not just because we're coaches at Stay Forth, but because we're also humans. We've been there, we've done that, and we have tons of empathy for you guys wrestling through that. We ourselves are in the trenches, we ourselves wrestle through these things, and we wanna make sure that we help you name some things and you realize you are not alone. We are all trying to move from lots of good in our lives to a few things that are best, the priorities, the important things, the big rocks, if you will. Axiom number four, last week we talked about progress over perfect. If you wait for the perfect time or the perfect final draft, You'll never get started. Let me let you into a secret. Nobody's rough draft is any good. Mine included, yours included. You gotta get started somewhere. Too many dreams go with people to the grave. And we want you to get started with that thing, that idea, that cause, that initiative, that blog, that you name it in your life that is burning in your bones, start Now, and you can find partners, you can find other people to come along and help you in the process. And I promise you, it'll be better later, but it's time to get started now. So that finds us at week five out of 12. So, axiom number five who you are matters more than what you do. Deep down, I think we all want to believe this is true, especially on our worst days. You know, the day that nothing goes as planned and You get to the end of the day and you're not really sure if you did anything other than send a few emails and push a few papers around and disappoint a few a few people we desperately want to believe that who we are matters more than what we do our culture is waging war against us and against this thought every day it's grinding down our hearts through this war of attrition we feel like we're losing just a little bit of ourselves each day does that sound familiar well if so I think you're normal. We're fighting a battle in this culture to believe that who we are matters more than what we do. Character, integrity, abiding in Christ. We all know these things are crucial, but they can't get passed over. We just can't afford to pass over them, but we often do. Why? Well, our culture is fast. We are moving at such a fast pace. We're success-driven. We're pushing toward the next thing. We worship at the idol of the future. We're heading there fast. Maybe we're not sure where we're going, but we're going there quickly. And we want to accomplish some things in the meantime. And last, we're a navel-gazing culture. With social media and all kinds of other mechanisms to do so, we compare our current reality to others' current reality. We compare our rough drafts to others' final drafts, and that just never ends well. And I think it's deeply impacting our mental health, it's discouraging us, it's preventing us from even starting the thing because we think, how could I even measure up to what they're, they're doing? We can't measure up if we are constantly comparing to other people. But here's the reality, the who things in our lives, we can't measure them. They're not easy to put on a dashboard or a metric chart. So they just kind of drift away from our daily routines. Many leaders start coaching with this reality, that they want to reorient from chasing the what that is exhausting them to cultivating the who that sounds deeply refreshing. Like that, if you're listening to this, you want to believe deep down that who you are matters more than what you do, that you're loved just for who you are and not for what you accomplish. Recently, my wife celebrated her birthday and it was a big one. It was 40 and it was A pretty disappointing day in general as she wrestled with sickness and we had to cancel her party. But I was just reminded as we gathered around the table, we always do birthday breakfast with our family and and then ordering Thai food in and just spending time with her. She didn't do something to accomplish her birthday, but that's a day for us to say, we love who you are. And we always go around the table and just say a few things we love about that person who's having a birthday. And I wish more of our lives could be like our birthday, where people just love us for who we are and not what we do. It's an honor to come along in this coaching journey with you, our coaching clients, if you're listening. We believe in who you are, not just what you do. And this common analogy that we use with leaders, a lot of others use in the leadership space is this idea of a front stage and a backstage. The front stage, this is what positions us where others see our lives. We're influencing, maybe we're creating content, we're teaching, we're preaching, we're online, we're shaping people, maybe even performing in these spaces. This is kind of how people know us externally. But the more important and often neglected in our lives is the interior life. And this is always unfolding backstage, whether we acknowledge it or not. Our family and our close friends get to peek at this reflection of us. And friends, it's a beautiful thing when the backstage and the front stage of our lives are congruent. We have nothing to lose. We have nothing to hide. We're not fighting for our, our identity there. And yet it's an incredibly dangerous thing when they don't align. When the front stage says one thing and the backstage says another. And we don't need any more stories to come out in the media to know that that is a dangerous thing. When what people see the front stage is not congruent or aligned with the backstage. Who you are matters more than what you do. Now, scripture is really clear on this, this idea of identity, that who we are matters more than what we do. But of course, what we do should begin to align with that, should come out of that. Those can't be completely separate. What we're not saying is that what you do doesn't matter. Well, what we're saying is that you are not the sum of your best days and your worst days, the best things you've done, the worst things you've done. And Ephesians talks beautifully about this, that we're God's workmanship. Think his poem, his craft, his song, his painting. We're his workmanship before we have work to do. And then Jesus describes a healthy tree. And this healthy tree bears healthy fruit because it has healthy roots. If the fruits in your life are shriveling, you need to look at the roots. And this is an analogy we talk a lot about roots versus fruits. And our identity as daughters and sons is more important than our impact as leaders. If we define ourselves by our impact as leaders, then when we have a bad day, that when we don't have enough followers, that when we don't do that thing very well, then we think that our identity is at stake and nothing could be further from the truth. We are not performing for God. And friends, we wanna give you a few phrases that we hope get stuck in your mind. Take these handles and carry them with you this week. Who before what? Workmanship before works. Roots before fruits. And identity before impact. Let me say those again. Who before what? Workmanship before works roots before fruits and identity before impact who you are matters more than what you do and this is the thread woven into everything we do at stay forth if you forget all of these other axioms if you forget every single tool that we teach you if you're a coaching client you forget every single interview here on the podcast please remember this that who you are your identity matters more than what you do your impact your backstage life, your integrity, the things that you are cultivating and giving to your family and to your friends, and maybe only God sees them are more important than your output than what people see. Guys, this is why we care about leaders getting healthy first and then reaching more impact. And and there's this ironic thing that happens when we get healthy, we reach more impact. I've, I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it many times in other people's lives but it's not that kind of white knuckle impact. Like I'm going to grab for this next thing. I'm going to push for this next thing. And there's nothing wrong with working hard, by the way, work hard, rest hard, work hard, play hard. But what we're saying is there's a striving that comes with that, then exhausting striving that we think we need to get ahead. We need to reach for our impact. So much is at stake. Instead of getting healthy, our identity is secure. And then we get to do the next thing. We get to do the work that comes from the workmanship. Now we see the opposite all too often. And and I bet this resonates with you, right? This fear that maybe I'll be found out that maybe I'm pushing for something on the outside. They don't really believe on the inside. And I want to encourage you to stop and to spend some time and to reevaluate this, to do the deep work. Now, maybe this idea feels like fresh water to your soul where maybe, just maybe, who I am matters more than what I do. Now, we even help coaching clients hone what we call identity goals, not just impact goals. Identity goals are the who, the things that are underneath the surface of your life, those roots. Now, these things could be being a person of prayer, being an emotionally available parent, being a caring spouse, being a servant-hearted friend, being a growing disciple. We need to cultivate these things and out of these things, grow the other things, the healthy what, the healthy fruits that people can see. But just remember that these roots, these things we're cultivating underneath the surface rarely make it into our list of annual goals. They rarely get talked about or annual reviews. They won't be listed on your website, but they are crucial to everything that we do. But if we get this order reversed and we push for the what and think later, then the who will be affirmed. Then we end up trying to do things for God. So he'll be pleased with us. We end up trying to perform for God in order to earn his love. And guys, the beautiful reality is this. We already have his love. There's nothing we can do that we could earn his love that he could love us any more or any less. We work from our identity, not for it. I have these questions that I ask my youngest daughter each night before bed. And, I've asked my my other kids as they're in those formative years. And of course they're going to have days where they punch their brother in the face and have all kinds of issues at home. And they know that we see those things. We deal with those things. But the last thing before their head hits the pillow, we ask these four questions and we ask who loves you. Of course, your mom and dad, why do we love you? We love you because you're our daughter. That's it period. Because you're our daughter. And of course The last question we're going to ask, is Is there anything you can do to make us love you more or less? And of course, they laugh and say no. And maybe they make some things up. Like, what if I did this? Or what if I did that? Of course, it's no. And we each night talk through those realities. So that sounds great. Maybe you're even yearning for that idea. Maybe you're saying, well, that's not even practical. Maybe you're cynical to that. Say, not in our culture. It doesn't. But we want to get really practical. Everything we do at Stay Forth is at the intersection of the spiritual and the practical. And it, it isn't helpful to just do one or the other. So we want to marry those together. So you're probably asking this question. So what are some practical practical ways I can actually cultivate who I am? Well, I'm glad you asked. First of all, make space for more healthy inputs than outputs in your life. What do I mean by that? Make sure that you have inputs, people who are life-giving who love you for who you are, who are friends. Make sure that you have content that's flowing into your mind and heart, not just from scripture, but from other people reinforcing that. Make sure that you have silence in your life, that you have some solitude, that you have some space to hear from God, but just make sure that you have spaces where you're not producing in your life. If you have more outputs in your life than inputs, eventually that well is going to run dry. Secondly, regularly gather with people who are unimpressed with you. These are the people you don't need to perform with. I've got a friend like this, and it doesn't matter if I'm sitting on his front porch having a long conversation, or if he's in my backyard. If we're at a coffee shop, I saw him the other day at the grocery store. We just kind of chatted for 10 or 15 minutes. This is the friend I don't have to impress. I don't have to tell him that everything's great, but just, man, how you doing? It's been rough, struggling in this way. This is hard. Keep going, man. You got this. We don't need to perform for each other. Number three, do the tough, deep, inward work. I know this is hard, but doing the tough, deep, and inward work like counseling, spiritual direction, leadership coaching forces us to begin to talk about some of the th- those things we've deflected all week long. As leaders, we can go through a week not thinking about ourselves really at all. Overall, this is a great thing, but this can also be a dangerous thing. And what I say to people who start coaching is, This should feel a little bit hedonistic because we're going to focus for 90 minutes on you, on your realities, on your life, on your leadership, on your pain and your joy and how those things connect and how God flows through you to those that you're influencing. Make sure to do the tough and deep inward work because nobody's going to do it for you. Next one is slow down your pace daily and Sabbath weekly. Friends, you've got to have some margin in your life. Now, maybe this is a walk. Something really simple. Maybe you have kids and you're saying, how do I actually do this with kids? My wife and I used to have to slow down and we would go for a walk at the YMCA, put our kids in childcare. We'd walk around the track inside. We'd work out for a few minutes and then we'd go sit in the hot tub. We would fight for whatever bit of that slow pace we could find in the midst of raising four kids and the craziness of all of it. But friends, Sabbath, there are not many silver bullets in scripture, but Sabbath is one of them this chance to just get to focus on the who over the what. Because on Sabbath, I don't produce anything. I just get to be, I just get to be a human. I just get to be a dad and a husband and a kid. I get to sleep in or I get to eat something that I really enjoy or go to a coffee shop or read a book just because. And this enables gratitude and self-reflection at the same time. And last, intentionally self-reflect. Intentionally have questions around you that you self-reflect with. Now, we offer these questions in our right-side-up journal, and we call these big-picture questions. Every Thursday, we say Thursdays are for self-awareness. And so this self-reflection that leads to self-awareness is simply asking these five questions each Thursday. You can find those in the journal. We ask those to our coaching clients as well, and having a regular rhythm to do those things. Now, let me give you a few resources to consult. And really, by a few resources, I mean, we have one resource that's going to give you two different things. And we call this tool the growth game plan. We have created a tool at State Forth that we use with pretty much all of our coaching clients that allows you to create identity goals, who goals and impact goals, what goals, Both of those matter, but they should be connected. Now, we have this diagram. Imagine the roots and the fruits and a tree in the middle above the surface of the soil and below it. And this growth game plan allows you to connect your who goals. Again, we call those identity goals. And your what goals, we call those impact goals together. Again, both of those matter. Workmanship is connected to your work. We want to make sure those are not disconnected. Your backstage should be connected to your front stage. And so this is a tool to be able to do both of those. If you're interested in this, friends, we want to give this away to you for free. Just shoot us an email at hello at stayforth.com. Hello at stayforth.com. And just ask for the growth game plan tool. We'll be glad to send this along as a fillable PDF for free. Let me leave with you just a few questions to ask. What identity goals or who goals do I need to cultivate? What identity goals or who goals do I need to cultivate? And secondly, what steps must I take to move toward those identity goals? What steps do you need to take to move toward those identity goals? We call those steps investments. And remember, friends, that every investment is based on delayed gratification. We're not talking about gambling here, we're talking about long term investments. Just like you're not going to get rich immediately from going, on the stock market with index funds or your 401k, these are long-term goals that will create health in your life. The same is true of these things we mentioned, of having close friendships in your life and doing the tough, deep inward work, regularly gathering with people who are unimpressed by you, having healthy inputs in your life, slowing down your pace, receiving a Sabbath each week, finding self-reflection and making that a regular discipline in your life, spending time with Jesus. Getting prayer, getting exercise, making sure that you're not bringing your baggage out to those that you lead. These are investments and they will slowly compound over time. We need more healthy leaders. In order to do that, we have to believe this dangerous and even daring truth that who you are matters more than what you do.